0: Welcome to this episode of the Humble Hammerholic Podcast, which has a different flavor than previous episodes. I traveled to Indianapolis, Indiana for the Region 2 Winter Meeting. And in this episode, I sat down with a longtime member of the American Daylily Society, Doris Stanska from Kentucky. Doris has led a peripatetic life, but always found Kentucky to be home. She shared experiences traveling the globe, some historical perspectives, and shared how she became so involved with the world of daylilies. This episode focuses on the true meaning of this project, the people that make daylily such an important part of their lives, and the beautiful friendships that form between individuals because of the genus Hemerocallis. Sit back and enjoy this conversation that I was fortunate to have with a woman that is the epitome of humility and service to others. Thank you for downloading the Humble Hemeraholic Podcast, where you get to know the people that make daylilies come to life. This is a show to help you get to know the people that share a common love for the genus Hemerocallis, or more commonly known as the daylily. We will be discussing a wide variety of topics with daylily leaders, hybridizers, and individuals that simply share a love of the daylily. Along the way, we'll discuss hybridization, different aspects of the American Daylily Society, regional topics of interest, local club topics, gardening basics, trends, and challenges. If you're an emerging or seasoned daylily enthusiast, enjoy gardening in general, or just share a love of podcasts, I sincerely hope that you will enjoy the insights our guests will bring to this podcast. My name is Rhonda Verovin, and I will be your host on this fun adventure. sitting here at the Region 2 midwinter meeting. And I had the wonderful opportunity to have dinner tonight with a longtime Region 10 member, uh, Doris Stanska. And so, Doris, I got to hear some pretty cool things tonight at dinner. And I... Couldn't wait to have this conversation with you privately and hear some more. So I was hoping Mm -hmm. that um, maybe you'd be willing to tell me a little bit about you and who you are as a person. We see you with your hand up there bidding all the time (laughs) at the auctions. (laughs) So we know you as Doris, who's got an incredible collection. Mm -hmm. And we also know you as the person who I fell in love with your garden at the Kentucky National. Mm -hmm. That racehorse picture well
1: it's not it's not a racehorse it's not a racehorse it's a
0: a black saddle, stallion
1: saddlebred a saddlebred that's what I used to ride can when you I was tell in I high know. School. can you tell
0: that I know nothing yeah. about <laughs> horses? so I look forward to learning a little bit more about okay. that as well um, but yeah so people who went to the Kentucky National were graced with your amazing garden and incredible collection
1: it's been a number of years in, in the growth of it. So, so let's start
0: before daylilies. So let's find out about you a little bit. I've always found you fascinating. You've been so kind and always welcoming to me, and you give the best hugs. <laughs>
1: well, I like to receive hugs. Too, I know. So, I know yeah. it's
0: been wonderful. It's been a great friendship. So, how about you tell us a little bit about who you are outside of the daylily world? What did what did you used to do? What what do you do currently outside of daylilies? I.
1: Do church work, perfect. Yeah, I've got many jobs at our parish. That um, right now, last week we had three funerals that we had bereavement meals. Oh, and bless so, you for
0: being able to do that for people. So that's one thing that I do. That's you know, and if you haven't had somebody pass, you don't know how important that role is. Mm-hmm. You know, when my father passed away, I was grateful. For all the women of church who just really were there, and there was no questions asked, we didn't have mm-hmm. that was something we didn't
1: have to worry about. And so I'm grateful mm-hmm. for people who are willing to do that. Well, in and that's time. one of the reasons why I bought into it. You know, I saw the need because I had that happen with my mom and my dad, both passed within a year of each other. Mm, that's so hard to lose a parent. It's a club and, I never wanted to be a part of that's my upbringing was mom and dad and I had no brothers or sisters you were an only child I'm an only child and that was one of the things that was taught to give back to the parish you know to the people of the church wonderful and that was one way to do it so that was one of the first jobs I had once I went back home
0: now you say went back home so you Mm -hmm. must have gone away for a while
1: I was away for quite a while you want
0: to talk about that a little bit
1: well, I got married. Ooh. <laughs> and my husband was an army man. So you traveled. And we traveled from, he came from Ohio, I came from Kentucky, and the army sent him to Japan. And so I went to Japan. That yeah, was such a neat place. We were had plans for three years of being there. We got word about six months in that they were going to close the base so that the Sapporo Winter Olympics oh. could have a place for people to stay. Wow. So we had we left October 31st and came home. And now, we weren't what, even, what year was that? Oh, I don't know. Ish. It '65. In well, the 60s. Whenever, <laughs> in the 60s, yeah. So it was whenever the Sapporo Olympics were going to be held. So we had traveled in Japan, saw Tokyo, saw the old capital of Nara. Went cormorant fishing, and we just had ball. Did you see, you see the see? cherry blossoms? No, we weren't there on the cherry blossoms.
0: I want to go there to see the cherry blossoms. Yeah. Well, and you can go
1: to Washington, D.C. and well, see, yes. see the cherry I've blossoms. I've been there yeah. to see them, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but
0: yeah. I've always wanted to go to Japan. And how, I've got to ask, did you see peonies over there? In Japan? Yeah. I didn't know what a peony was. Oh, they have some amazing hybrids over there. Oh, My really? goodness, Yes.
1: No, I didn't know anything about that. Okay. So then we weren't even there, you know, six months. And we came back and came to uh, Maryland.
0: For a base? Like a base? For a base, yeah.
1: He went on a hardship tour to Turkey. And I wasn't allowed to go. So I came back to Louisville. Had an apartment. And had a dog in the apartment. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that was hard to be alone. I always, I wonder about that. It was, but mom and dad were around. So I could always go over there. And then when he... Came back from there, we went to another, let's see, Massachusetts, I guess it was. We were in Maryland for about five years. and we went to Massachusetts for about four years, which is longer than a normal stay. Yes, I was going to say, people bounce yeah. around a lot. So, yeah, I've always been doing something.
0: So, at dinner tonight, you were talking about being in Europe. When What took you there?
1: The Army. That's what I thought. Okay. I was in Berlin, Germany, behind the Berlin Wall. And if you went anywhere, you had to go through the Checkpoint Charlie or another checkpoint out of the country. And it was very spooky.
0: I need you to share some of that experience because I read about it in books. You know, I wasn't born, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, I'm not a young chicken, but I certainly... Did not experience that. And Mm -hmm. I've only read it in books. And somebody who has actually experienced that, I have to know. You know, you said it's spooky, but. It's spooky.
1: Yeah, just the fact that if you heard anything coming from the other side of the wall, you had to be worried about them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And one of the best things that I learned, you know, going when I did go, is they were reconstructing another wall that was not, the buildings that had the bricks put into the windows to wall it off. This was, you know, the dividers and the freeways now with the concrete. Yeah. Well, they had ten-foot walls with big round pipes on top of it, so that nobody could get over it with a uh, anything. You right. know, with the rope, like an anchor type thing, and try to
0: pull to it yank away it down. To, no,
1: to lay. No, to crawl up the rope and go over to the other side Mm. because people were trying to escape and they were trying to escape still and one of the best examples of what had happened through history with Berlin was going through the Checkpoint Charlie Museum Mm. and they had vehicles that people had built so that they could sneak people in the automobiles, sneak the people out of the Mm -hmm. country into freedom.
0: And what a scary thing it must have been to hear people on the other side, like eerie
1: well, yeah, it was different, you know, and if you went over to East Berlin, you would see all kinds of nationalities because they weren't all speaking German. So I learned how to speak some German. But of course, the western side of the wall, people in Germany spoke pretty good English. So and so I, I learned some German and I try to speak it. And they'd come back in perfect English. Say, so, "Oh, don't worry about that. You know, oh, I'll speak English. I yeah. speak English. You know." So I you thought, tried. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it was really an experience. So it was, it was very interesting. When did you come back?
0: Did you were you there for when the wall came down, or no, you came bef- back before that? Back before the wall came down. Yeah. Can you explain what it was like watching that happen, having been there? Oh, I was so happy.
1: I can only because, imagine. Because the, I was Kennedy, happy watching. President the, Kennedy was there and said, tear down, down this, wall. this wall. And yeah. that's what happened. Yay. Yeah. And you were there. You saw the wall. And you I were saw behind the wall it, when they went were. Went through
0: Checkpoint Charlie. Yeah. How
1: cool. That, it was unreal. I bet it was
0: a pretty amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So you
1: came back to the United States. Mm-hmm. Now I understand you moved back home. I moved home after I was divorced, moved in with my mom and dad, and dad always planted perennials, certain ones like Dusty Miller and mm-hmm. um, red, white, and blue, salvia. And no, oh, it was something else, blue. I don't remember what cause. No, I don't know what it was because I haven't had it since hmm. they passed away. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I wanted to do something different. And since my dad would not let my mom plant anything he wouldn't let your mom plant anything what she she'd try to plant something up by the house and he'd dig it up and move it someplace (laughs) else
0: (laughs) he he was particular then he was very
1: particular (laughs) so i went to say home depot it wasn't home depot it was another store and um i was looking around and i saw a couple plants and i came home and i said dad can I have a couple spots to plant some flowers? And did he let you? And he said, what do you want to get? And I said, well, I was looking at a hosta and a something called a daylily. Oh.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh, here it starts.
1: <laughs> and he said, okay, I'll give you a couple spots. So the hosta went under the maple tree in the backyard. Is it still there? It is still there. And the daylily was, uh, what was it, Buttercurls. And it is still there. Really? Yes. How lovely is that? You have a big enough yard that you can keep some of those. Oh, yeah. Yes, definitely. And the fun part of it was, is when it first bloomed, it bloomed on Father's Day. That's kind of perfect. it was impressive to my dad. Oh, good. And so he, ooh, that's nice, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah.
0: So ever since then, you just kind of like daylilies and you started to add them?
1: Or how did you come to well, daylilies? Well, how I came is once he made the comment of how nice Buttercurls was. After mom and dad passed, they passed within a year of each other. So it was pretty quick. Yeah. And so I had nothing else to do but play in the garden. I had a vegetable garden. That dad had, and then I had, and then I got to thinking, hmm, this garden's not as good as I thought it would be. You know, it's a lot of hard work, and <laughs> corn, and green beans, and tomatoes, and... I mean They're all, functional, but they I don't know functional. how
0: exciting they are.
1: But uh, <laughs> I had a whole great big garden that I never filled up. Of course, he would always put corn in, but I didn't put that kind of corn in, mm-hmm. so... And so I thought, well, this soil's all turned up and ready. Why don't I plant daylilies back here? Here it starts, right? (laughs) Here it starts. So I started going to shows that had sales. The daylily clubs in Louisville had shows at the mall and had lots and lots of daylilies for sale. So was it like exhibition
0: shows or was it more like a plant sale that featured daylilies or what
1: was it? Um, Well, it was just sale. You know, they had pictures up and yeah gobs and gobs of plants you know lots to choose from lots to choose from we have a a very big sale yeah
0: and so if you have a picture and people can see it and
1: you have a reasonable price it's so fun to go yeah and i think in some cases there were some times that they did have a show right there and then went on to have the sale after the show was judged so i didn't get involved in that part but i did go for the sales yeah and then after doing that for several years I thought, well, I'm getting lots of daylilies. Maybe I need to join the club. Maybe you need to join the club. Famous last words. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So what club did you join? Because I know there are several in Kentucky. There there. are, yeah. Um, I joined the Daylily Society of Louisville. Okay. That was the original one in Louisville. And then there was another club that broke off from that called the Louisville Area Daylily Society. And which one held the national? We both had it. So it was a combined. It was combined, yes.
0: And I kind of thought that, but I didn't
1: want to misspeak. So, okay, excellent. It was very much combined, and it worked well.
0: It was a fantastic time. It worked well. That was my first
1: national. Really?
0: It was. I agreed to host a national before I'd ever been to one. I think if I would have been to one, I would
1: have not done it.
0: (laughs) So Kentucky was my first national. So, And it was such a joy.
1: I mean, there were some hang-ups somewhere. There's going to be yeah.
0: in every... There will be and, at ours. I'm certain of it. Yeah. We have everything planned, just like you did, you know.
1: But and it's you, it you is, don't go for those goes. things. Life goes on that way. Yeah, um, you don't
0: go for those things. You don't worry about that. No. You just go, you see the plants, you hang out with your new friends. Absolutely. Right?
1: Absolutely. Like,
0: I got to meet you in your garden mm-hmm. for the first time. How awesome is that?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It is pretty good. And that we've kept... You yes. know Yes talking with I each know. other over
0: years now A couple years yeah. yeah it's been three years i feel pretty three lucky three years. yes yeah. i feel pretty lucky so i'm sorry i i took that took us on a tangent so okay. you mm-hmm. um back to your story of how you went to some sales mm-hmm. and
1: then you decided to join and then when you join, well, particularly we had a propagating bed out along the river. I got involved in that. How fun. Oh, we had lots and lots of daylilies out there. And And for people who don't know what a propagating bed is, do you want to share quickly what that is? There is a historical plantation out there, and we had access to beds that they have, I guess, a gardening group that comes in and plants, crops, and things like that, and we... Took a little bit of that property and we tilled it up and kept it cleaned up and planted and put signs as to the names of the plants and kept everything identified. That's a hard job to keep up it on, is. but it's fun. And they had a nice pavilion with picnic tables and hummingbird feeders around, yeah, you because know, there's a lot of hummingbirds out there. Mm-hmm. And so it was a nice place. They had water and we ran, ran hoses to wash everything off and get everything tagged. And we loaded daylilies into crates and took them to the show. So that's how I got involved.
0: It's always that you see a need and you jump in and you just Mm -hmm. take care of that need, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you (laughs) need to. You do. Isn't that kind of our role? I'd rather just experience life and jump in and, you know, I might make some mistakes along the way, but
1: you got to just jump in along the way. Absolutely. And the experience of all the people that were in there before me comes out. And that's one way to learn how to do things.
0: There has not been a person at any of these events that I've gone to that I have not learned something from. Yeah, We as humans in general, like we're sponges. And we I know are. that I love to sit down with people like you. Like this project is selfish because I get to sit down and I get to learn from people all the time and just just talk and have a conversation. It's fun. Now, we talked a little bit about how you got into daylilies. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious. So your garden is impressive. So I'm going to ask you a really, really hard question. Are you ready?
1: Well, let's see. Okay.
0: (laughs) Give it a shot and see how it turns out. I don't know how you're going to be able to do this because I think there were probably four or five that stand out in my mind from your garden. But... I'd like to know, what are your favorites? What sort of daylilies? First of all, maybe it might be too hard at first. I'm not going to let you off. You're going to have to share with me. But what do you tend to gravitate
1: toward? Orange.
0: That's my favorite color. (laughs) I knew I loved your garden
1: for some reason. (laughs) Well, in looking out of the garden, after the National, I noticed an awful lot of yellow. And so I've been trying to get more colors into it and not use so much yellow because i love yellow and you know
0: yellow and gold. yellow golden orange they stand out and you have a very long like very large area and mm-hmm. so you want something that's going to call you way over there and the oranges do that mm-hmm. um was it jamie gossard's blazing lamp sticks yes Is that, i've got that yeah that was in a very impressive clump in your garden Mm-hmm. I was very impressed by that one. Um, Walt Lowry, Sandy Holmes yeah. is Walt Ra- Lowry. I I put that- Douglas, Papa Goose. Oh, she had Papa Goose. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah. um, I'm just thinking of some that stood out. There was a Tim Harrington, was it raspberry cupcake? There was a cupcake, and I know he's got many cupcakes. Well, but let's see, yeah. Uh, Honey Crunch cupcake.
1: Maybe that was it. Is, it was a cupcake. It's the one that I saw up in New England for the National and it was in your garden. And yeah, I yeah, got it from yeah. that because you know, I liked it.
0: Um, so there's, those are just a couple that stand out in my mind as the clumps were so impressive. And you grow daylilies well. Like you don't just grow them. You grow them well. You know what you're doing. So I'd like to know well, some of I your tricks help. and I secrets. I had a
1: lot of help. I had a lot
0: of help. Well, you had a lot of help. Who were some of the people that might have helped you? Like who were some of your mentors or people well, who taught you things along the way? We allow shout outs here.
1: <laughs> well, I had a fella come in to build the bed that the where the ring was mm-hmm. when I was riding. We took all the grass, killed all the grass. It was a lot of Bermuda grass anyhow, but <laughs> but I had visions of having daylily beds in there. And so I had somebody that came in and we designed it. Then I had somebody come in and put the paving blocks in, and mm. in that was the first thing, and then it extended down to the next bed where the horse was. Oh,
0: if you haven't and- <laughs> seen this horse, I'm going to have you explain the name of your garden and how it got its name in a minute, but if you haven't seen this horse, I can't tell you how many pictures I took with these <laughs> impressive daylilies growing in front of this black statuesque horse. It mm. was so beautiful. <laughs> Um, but I'm let's i'm I'm getting us off track. I do this all the time where I just go on tangents, which this is what mm-hmm. happens. Um so I jumped in and started talking about some of my favorites because you said orange. So I should probably back up and mm-hmm.
1: let you talk about so you go for like those bold colors, golds, yellows, oranges. I do. And then I found out that I like purple and orange together. They're gorgeous. They're complementary colors yes. they go great together and. Is amazing what you can do, you know, when you get in certain angles and you see that they do go together.
0: Yeah, so, definitely. And so it's you're artistic that way with the way you garden. Yeah. It is. It, it was like a big palette. It was beautiful.
1: Well, I did try when I set out the plants. I was trying for a theme because it starts with pink and then it switches over to purple and then it goes back to pink. And then so, you know, I tried to vary it. You definitely did a good job varying it.
0: That okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it was wonderful. So, yeah, so good. Do you have a form that you really like? Or I'm a big
1: UF fan. I love the unusual form. So well, do you have? Me, it took me a while to get into UFs and spiders, mm-hmm. but I do have some now. I have little ones. I've got big ones. You know, so it's, it's, just, it's
0: just beautiful. Whatever one speaks to you.
1: And don't they all have their place? They all have a place in the garden. Yeah.
0: So now I'm going to ask. Okay. favorite ones
1: primal scream
0: that was my favorite orange for the longest time
1: scream sickle It's a child of primal scream. yes i love it and i like that one too. have
0: you ever seen supreme scream nan ripley's supreme scream
1: no i don't think it's so.
0: primal scream with an eye
1: oh, oh it's lovely and then um uh, there's just so many mm-hmm. i've got over 900 Mm-hmm. So Easily, try- you have
0: to have closer right? and, and i
1: mean, and I'm always getting more, but you never know <laughs> how long you're going to have. But uh, no, I love all of them, <laughs> and because you are blessed and, with some space so that you can love all. of I them I can love all of them. <laughs> it's just I have to get out there and love on them a little bit. You yes. know, get rid of some weeds, and
0: well, that's a never-ending job. <laughs> it is a never-ending.
1: So it, it is what it is, and. I'll do the best I can, but I have found some chemicals that work pretty well. Do you want to share any of those? You can. Um. Well, I use uh, Snapshot. i heard of, Emergent. Yep, I've heard people use that. And then I use a mixture of Fusillade too. I haven't heard of that one. With Surge. Fuselade is good for grasses like Bermuda grass and crabgrass and stuff Perfect. like that. Perfect. I struggle with that. And then um, I mix it with surge, which is a broadleaf, and I can spray it right over the top of the daylilies. And, and it not, doesn't hurt them. It doesn't hurt the daylilies at all. Fantastic. And it really kills the grapevines and everything else. So I just have to be careful when I get around something that's not a daylily. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I do have some other things in the garden besides daylilies. You sure do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have a tapestry. There's no question. Yeah.
1: So... So I'm gonna let you off the hook. You
0: shared a couple favorites, <laughs> um, because I mean, my wish list gets super huge when I'm talking.
1: Oh yeah, to people because. Well, and I've got one of uh, what is it uh, Bob Faulkner's Grumpy. Oh, his fairy fairy story, Grumpy. I've got that, and I've, I think that's a really nice one too.
0: I've got one of them. Um, I want to say it's sneezy. I've got one of his fairy stories. Yeah. And my son picked it out. He fell in love with it.
1: Well, there was something about grumpy that really drew me to... <laughs> but too. you're not grumpy. <laughs> no, I'm not. I try not to be grumpy, but it just—it was a pretty yes. flower. It's yes. a pretty flower.
0: And he has some really unique mm-hmm. ones. So that's, they're lovely. And
1: uh, there, there are gazillion that I really love. Paint it black. Say that again. Paint it black. Paint it black. Who did that? Uh, I'm not sure. Ben's, maybe? Okay. And...
0: How did it get its name? I don't know that one.
1: Uh, It's a nice black one. (laughs) It's just dark, dark. It's it's, it's out by the sidewalk and driveway. Oh, wow.
0: And it holds its black. And
1: it's, yeah, it's really good. See, my list grows. Yeah, well, if you see it,
0: you You like it.
1: Yeah. If it grows, you keep it. If it doesn't, then you get something else. Something else that'll fit in that space well. Yeah. So we've alluded here a little bit to that big black horse. So could yes. you talk
0: about, first of all, the name of your garden and how it got its name? Because I think the story is
1: really cute. Okay. Well, I rode horses in horse shows in Kentucky area. And actually, I went up to Indiana, Indiana for a show. And I rode three gated American saddlebred horses. Of course, he wasn't black. He was chestnut. Hmm. And... What was its name? Prince. Prince. Prince
0: Charming. <laughs> <laughs> You should hybridize one and call it Prince charming. Prince charming.
1: Well, I think there is. One. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Yes. Yeah. When I got married and moved away and didn't have horses anymore, and I came home. Before I came home, I had a dream, and in the dream was a barn with wood stall, not like my barn at home, and there was this black horse that had the white face on it and white stockings, and I thought, ooh, I always liked black. Mm hmm. Maybe I'll go back into horses. Well, I didn't get into horses. I got into daylilies. But what goes better in a daylily garden than statues?
0: Absolutely. And the statue is impressive. <laughs> and this
1: one was a horse that was exhibited on the streets of Louisville prior to Derby one year amazing. Actually, this was the second year for having the Galapalooza horses, and companies in town would get the horse and have somebody paint it the way that they wanted it painted, you know, any which oh, So way. you could
0: pick any color. You could
1: pick any color. You could do anything that you wanted with it, you know, the what it was prior to my paint job. <laughs> it had Humana Hospital. Oh. <laughs> and well, I'm glad you had it from, painted. <laughs> yeah. That's how I got a black horse so i called my garden black horse garden that's
0: fantastic
1: so and everything else i've got a statue that's got the head of a horse that's Mm -hmm. black Mm -hmm. i had other little horses around they were black yes so it just it was perfect Turned into black and it is it is the perfect
0: background against those bold saturated colors mm-hmm. because you have yellows and oranges and i didn't know that that orange was your favorite right oh yeah. but up against that black those pictures that i took mm-hmm. that's really special i'm kind of glad that you didn't paint it <laughs> like prince charming
1: because no it had to be black it did it had to it be really black. did and your dream it was a dream yeah, yeah that's perfect. so my dream came true it sure did I've got my black horse with the white (laughs) stockings. You do.
0: And it's elegantly displayed with daylilies around it. And against the white fence. Yes. Yes. Yay. (laughs) You did it. (laughs) Perfect. I love that story. And you know, I didn't know that until tonight, that that's how it got its name
1: because of your riding of horses. Yes. That's So that was in high school I did that. You're riding horses in the shows. and wonder. Maybe someday they will get back the... on a horse. Oh, uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <I'm>, not. <laughs> I thought about driving a horse.
0: Okay, yeah, Because they yeah. have
1: classes for the shows of driving. So, but I thought, nah. I think my my days of horses are finished. <laughs> well, you have your black horses all throughout That's your all, garden. I don't have a feed bill. I no. Don't have...
0: To clean up after them? You don't have to clean up after. Maybe just polish them a little bit here and there and just make sure that, you know, they're kind of clean. Spray it with a hose or something. But yeah.
1: <laughs> pretty Sometimes easy. I have to repaint it, get it a little shiny.
0: <laughs> you have a huge bed. Um, do you have seedlings in it at all? Or were those just
1: other introductions in the way back? They were basically seedlings that another fellow and myself picked up in Ohio. Okay, when we went through, but Mecca they weren't—they
0: weren't your seedlings, no. Okay, they were just unnamed. I just wasn't unnamed, sure.
1: Yeah. Okay, from Excellent. different, you know, yeah. like Jamie and perfect Jamie Gossard for people who yeah. don't know, and yeah, and yeah. Bob and Faulkner, Bob Faulkner, and Tom Polston. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know that we ever got anything from Dan Bachman, but um, his growth really well. He's—I've got some of Dan's. Yeah, and I like Thanksley
0: Clark. I know that you're pretty involved in Region 10. Yeah, (laughs) just
1: a little bit. (laughs) Just a touch. Do you maybe want
0: to talk about some
1: of those roles and how you came to fill them? Well, about four years ago, or three to four years ago, I was approached by the new uh, Region 10 president. And asked if I would be Region Ten secretary.
0: Um, the Region Ten president is Lorraine, Lorraine Crone. Yeah, I couldn't think of her last name. Lorraine, Lorraine Crone. Crone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely woman. Her and I took and, a class together. Um, oh, at, exhibition.
1: Yeah, oh, not, okay. no,
0: no, no, no. Um, garden judging. Oh, garden judging. Okay, I, I, I think I'm sure she was just refreshing. But <laughs> we oh, we okay. were walking mm-hmm. we were walking through the garden together at Daylily World. So that mm-hmm. was that was lovely. I got to know her yeah. there.
1: So she's a very lovely, lovely lady. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate her. She talked you into so, being the secretary, huh? She, yeah. <laughs> so the secretary that was was asked to be the treasurer. So that was Chris Chardon.
0: Oh, what a lovely
1: woman. <laughs> Co-chair for the National yeah. in, in Louisville. And so she's, she's not so much into the daylilies like her husband Bill, because Bill does the hybridizing. Chris their garden's lovely. supports him. Yes, for yeah. sure. But yeah. wow, their garden is lovely. It is. It's yeah. beautiful. And you know, with having Lorraine and Chris, how could I say no? I would want to hang out with them all the time. Absolutely. So I would
0: probably not say no either. <laughs>
1: I would probably have to agree. <laughs> I, I completely always denied doing it for the club. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't say no to Lorraine. Yeah. Yeah. Good people, right? Absolutely.
0: (laughs) And then I know you have some other roles, um, because I watched you at Region 10, the Midwinter Symposium. Yeah. (laughs) You were running ragged. I saw you doing lots of jobs.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm the chair for the auction.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's a big job. everybody thinks because I do it for Midwinter that I do it for everybody.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, when you're really good at something, they just hope. Maybe it's wishful thinking.
1: Yeah, well. (laughs) But, you know, I did do it for Lexington because I was a member of Lexington Club okay. when they had their regional. So that's the only one that I ever backslid <laughs> on and did it because I was a member.
0: Yeah. You're
1: yeah, willing so, to help out a club. Yeah. You saw a need. You filled it. It was local. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much so. wasn't down in Chattanooga or wasn't out at Kingsport or anything like that. But, you know, it took a while. Process it. And I go by the same pattern that I learned with and I do everything manually to get it on the screen, the pictures for mm-hmm. the for the auction and then I do the Excel spreadsheet. Well you need that to be and, able to organize it all and for sure. The hard part is really contacting the donors to yeah. get plants donated.
0: I have found that I most hybridizers think, are really generous. They
1: are. They really are. But I hate to do it because you've got Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those are two big holidays, yes. and I hate to be bothering anybody during that time. And I need to, if I do it again, which I probably will, but I'll start earlier.
0: They're all learning, right? You learn as you go, yeah, and you perfect learn. as you go, yeah. and you come up
1: with your own process. And that's exactly what I do.
0: You also were doing silent auction things and well, picture that's, things. That's and all
1: part of the program. So that's you do all of that? I do all of that,
0: yeah. So that's not just doing the auction. I'm sorry, no. that's all that's like three separate jobs. <laughs> well, you
1: know, I don't have to that's worry impressive. about keeping track of it. I just have to do it, you know, and let the clerks take care of the sailing, you know, the sale price. Right, right. Yeah. So it just it works out. Well, it's still a lot. It works uh, out.
0: you know, I like people who when they see there's a need. They jump in. They and jump in and do. And you are a doer. You are not a sit back and just watch everybody else do the work. Well, so. as
1: long as I can do it, I will keep doing it.
0: <laughs> and yes, well, yeah. you are lucky. I don't know that Region 10 knows how lucky they are to have you.
1: Oh, so. I think they do. <laughs> I think they they try to take advantage every once in a while, but that's okay.
0: Well, I think that's I human can, nature. I can tell They're them good no. people. I
1: can tell them no. You know?
0: <laughs> I have a hard time saying no. You're going
1: to have to teach me that trick. Well, you just have to... <laughs> Have Good. boundaries, right? Have boundaries, right? right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's only so much a person can do. You are a wise woman. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm old enough. <laughs> You've learned a couple of things along the
0: way, right? <laughs> yeah. See, I learned from you. I, this is why I do this because I learned I need to say no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, no, you can say no. And sometimes that's what it takes. You know, that little bit of time, then you can look at it from a different angle. Brilliant so, sage advice from a very wise woman. I've been around a few years,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Doris, I cannot thank you enough for sitting down and chatting with me. I this has been such a treat, and it's I feel like I'm being self-indulgent because I get to sit down with some of the greatest people ever and just have these wonderful conversations. Well,
1: and you're turning into a great person because you're working with the Wisconsin National. Yeah. So that's, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to have you there.
0: I hope you come to my open garden. I have a small city lot. Okay. So I'm hopeful that you'll be able to get
1: there. Okay. Well, but I'll keep in touch with you and see if I've yeah. got something that you might want. Ooh. Now we're talking. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> because well, I've got such big clumps of things. I need to reduce the clumps Oh, do this. Now you've got me thinking. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I told you this woman is generous. I told you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. Well, you're most And welcome. I really appreciate our time together. We do have a little fun, don't we? We do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh,
1: have a good one. You too.
0: If you enjoyed the show, I humbly request that you subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Help others find us by sharing your favorite episode with a colleague. And if you sincerely enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star rating in iTunes. Visit humblehemeraholic.com. That's humble, H-U-M-B-L-E, Hemeraholic, h e m e r o h o l i c, all one word, dot .com for a full list of episodes, show summaries, and to subscribe. Got a specific question? Want to sit down and have a conversation? Or simply want to give feedback? Contact me at Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, at Veroven, V-E-R-O-E-V-E-N, dot .com. The Humble Hammeraholic is a part of the Daylily Pods podcasting network. Visit daylilies.online for more Daylily podcasts.